my. Hey, good morning. It's 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 morning. It's morning when we are doing this podcast. Actually, it is uh, January 21st, 2020. I know it's being published on the uh, 22nd, but January 21st is a pretty big day for me. First of all, welcome to the FBTV podcast. We we try to do it every Wednesday. Now, yeah, generally we'll record it on Monday or Tuesday. Post it as available to the public on Wednesday, trying to keep our schedule. We got to try to keep ahead of this stuff. You know, you know. I don't know where you're listening to this podcast at. You might be listening via your podcast app, whatever that app may be, your favorite one. You may be using the uh, YouTube, watching the YouTube video of the podcast. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Maybe even uh, on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com. Or you could be on the FBTVInsider.com website. Doesn't matter where you're hearing it. If you're hearing it and you're not part of the FBTV Insider family, you're hearing it on the day it went public, but you could have heard it a day or two early. Now, obviously, we're doing this on January 21st, so if you're listening to it on January 22nd, you could have heard it yesterday. <laughs> okay, why am I going into all that detail? Well, because I, I you know, when I started, we, we, we were talking about this earlier. Do we want to talk about it, you know, being the 21st? And I thought, what the heck, you know, if people don't understand, you know, these podcasts aren't live. I mean, for crying out loud, if you hear it Thursday for the first day, you don't care if it was recorded on Wednesday or Tuesday. You know, you're hearing it on Thursday. All right. Now, what's the reason for all this hogwash we're talking about, or I'm talking about? Because today is a very special day in my life, as far as history goes. Some of you may already know, some don't, but uh, 2019, I had open-heart surgery. Yeah, the David Letterman kind, but I didn't get all the fanfare he did. (laughs) And I didn't. I didn't continue to draw a paycheck either. (laughs) That's not the point. Today, January 21st, it was one year ago today that they cracked open my chest and uh, did the triple bypass. And man, it's been a year. It's been a year. Yesterday, which would be would have been Monday, January 20th, I went into a cardiologist. Last week, they did echocardiogram, yesterday EKG, and uh, well, I did blood tests and stuff last week too, kind of the annual thing, and got a real good positive report. And, uh, which is good, you know, pretty much things that maybe needed to be worked on, it was still in the normal range. They just like to see it get down a little bit, you know, triglycerides, whatever that is. But, uh, my wife's got all the paperwork. Matter of fact, to my wife, she called when she got off work yesterday and I go, well, they said for a guy that had triple bypass just a year ago, if they didn't know that he had triple bypass a year ago, they would have never guessed it. 
and she had honeydews for me when I got home. <laughs> hey, the doctor says you're in good shape. Here, you need to do this. All right, that's that's neither here nor there. Just a, uh, you know what's weird? I was even talking to my doctor. Well, actually, you don't get to see the doctor. Maybe you do if you, you go to the doctor, cardiologist or whatever. I get to see the nurse practitioner. It's... Uh, <laughs> I guess she, you know, I guess that's normal now. I just wonder if they're billing me for the uh, the cardiologist rate or if I'm getting billed just for the nurse practitioner rate or if I'm getting billed twice, one for seeing the nurse practitioner and two for her reporting to the uh, cardiologist and him, you know, who knows? It's so squirrely. And here's the other deal. I may have said something about this last week. I, you know, I go in, okay, they want me to get blood work done, lab work. Now, where my cardiologist is, is in the hospital. I go to the hospital. It's a wing off the hospital where they have the, uh, you know, doctors, offices, and all that kind of stuff. But it's still part of the hospital. It's connected. You know, I can walk from my cardiologist office to the hospital rooms. It's in the same building, Okay. Now, I know when I was uh, in the hospital last year, every few hours they were coming up taking blood out of me. They have a lab there. It had to go someplace. But yet, when I, I'm ordered to go to the lab, get some lab work done, I have to go a block or two down the road. They don't, you know. Isn't that weird? I even asked them about that yesterday. I go, what's up with that? That's crazy. You know, this is a hospital. I suspect you have a lab here. And they couldn't really give me an answer. Well, yeah, they couldn't give. They they just trying to keep it separate, I guess the billing or whatever. But neither here nor there. All right, what's going on? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on today. We're going to be talking talking about uh, J.B. Hunt, Nancy Pelosi. You know, we don't talk about politics too much here, and, and you know, you know, it's kind of odd too because. <laughs> Trucking in this country is all politics. Going to be talking about Love's Travel Plazas or Truck Stops, maybe as they call it now, Love Store, anyway. Van and reefer rates, flatbed rates, fuel prices, spot rates. California back in the news. I don't know what's going on in California. I don't think anybody does. FBTV Radio, if you haven't caught it, you should. We're live every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time. You can listen live by going to our website. That would be at FreightBrokerTV.com. We have a radio radio player up there in the top right-hand corner of the site. You can just click it and listen. Now, when it's not Friday, when we're live, we're replaying all the past broadcasts plus uh, other things as well. But if you want to be participate... In the actual broadcast itself, you're more than welcome to do so, and we do it Friday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time. Now, if you go to the FBTV Radio Live live radio page of our website, and you'll see it up there. It's in the menu bar. You can actually participate. We have a chat window there. You can chat. We can see it. We can, you know, if we see it during the broadcast, if you're asking a question or whatever, yeah, we'll try to answer it during the broadcast. If not, we will surely... Answer it in the next uh, broadcast. Did I say podcast? No, I think I said broadcast. Hey, J.B. Hunt, 
They report their net income growth of 5.4% for 2019. Now, a lot of you may be going 5.4%. Come on, give me a break. But uh, <laughs> when you're talking about 5.4% uh, equals $144.7 million. Now, that gets your attention. J.B. Hunt, they started years and years ago. Now, they're up in Lowell, Arkansas. J.B., he's an Arkansas boy. Now, I'm in Arkansas. I'm, uh, I don't know, what are we, about 45, 60 miles south of Lowell, where J.B. Hunt's main offices are. J.B., he's quoted as saying, or I've always heard this anyway, I may be wrong, but he's quoted as saying that if he can make a penny-per-mile profit per truck, He'd be a rich man, and obviously he he became a rich man. All right, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi for a minute. Nancy, 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 Nancy. Now, we're going to be talking about California here in a minute, too. Isn't Nancy from California? I don't know. Don't make any difference to me. Anyway... Pelosi says highway bill on tap for January. Well, we are in January. She told the reporters this uh, back a few days ago. She says it's pretty exciting. It's something we talked about during the campaign. It's something the president talked about as a priority during the campaign. We thought we would be able to move in a positive way on this. So far, they have not come on board. However, we decided... Now, we'll just have to go forward. <laughs> I guess we'll know what's in the highway bill when they pass it. You reckon? All right, maybe that was uncalled for. And if I tick somebody off, well, sorry. But I'm not a real big fan of Pelosi. You know, when they came out and said that, with the insurance stuff or whatever it was. Hey, we'll know what's in it when we pass it. I thought, here's 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 where we are now. Here's where this country, the politicians in this country, this is what we've sunk to. We're going to pass this law. And we'll figure out what's in it after we pass it. That that just blew me away. It's It just blew me away. <laughs> I'm sure it blew a lot of people away. Uh, I got a webinar coming up next week, 30th. We've got a uh, FBTV free webinar. Probably going to last anywhere for a half hour to hour, but you got to register for it. It's going to be January 30th. We're going to be doing three of them on the same day, 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and we got a late one scheduled for 7 p.m. Again, all times are central time. We are going to be talking about the transportation industry specifically working as a freight broker. So if you've been wanting to know, if you've had questions, you've been thinking about getting into freight brokering, the transportation industry in general, yeah, you're going to want to make plans to attend one of these, get some questions answered, learn a few things, you know how to get started. You know, should you start out as a freight broker, freight broker agent? You, If you've been listening to these, if you've been listening to anything when we're talking about uh, 
how do you start freight broker, freight broker agent? Well, you know, you know the answer to that. It's going to be agent every time. There, it's been very rare when I've recommended to a client, and when I say client, if you're not, if you don't know this, I'm a consultant at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. You check us out over there. See the different packages. We help a lot of people get in the industry as a freight broker, freight broker agent. Uh, but it's rare, and I've done it a few times. I've told people, yeah, you know, you, you can feel pretty safe about moving ahead, but more to, you know, as a freight broker, getting your own authority and such. But I'll tell you right now, more times than not, I'm always telling people, no, start out as an agent, get the experience, build that book of business, then take the step when you know you can be successful because the last thing you want to do is take on all that overhead, all that responsibility and liability when you don't know if you're going to be successful or not. You know, people ask me, you know, why do freight brokers fail? Honestly, because they didn't do their homework. You know, this is a, the hard part about being a freight broker is the startup. That's the hard part. Building the business, getting the customer base, getting your feet firmly planted. Now, that's the hard part. Now that you've done all that, you've got to maintain. And, you know, people that have successful freight brokers or brokerages that are successful freight brokers, they just don't get to that level and stop. They understand. Hey, we got to keep adding business. We got to keep getting customers. We got to keep building them up. Because this, just like any other business, but I think more so in this business, than other businesses possibly is this is a business, a true business of relationships. How good of a relationship do you have with that customer, that person in shipping that's making that freight available to you on a daily basis? You get a good relationship with that individual. They're going to be calling you first. See what I mean? Now, with that said, and I tell this to my clients too, it, it's not if you lose a customer, but when? And generally, it's not going to be through any fault of your own. And what I'm talking about there is you've built a relationship with that individual in charge of shipping at that company. Well, someday, someday, and it's going to happen, they're going to quit. They might get fired. They might retire, get promoted, transfer. In other words, you're going to come in one day, and that individual is not going to be at that job anymore. You're going to be dealing with somebody else. Somebody else that you just rubbed the wrong way. Or they rub you the wrong way. Either way, you get the idea. Maybe they have their own people they work with. Bottom line, you're not getting the freight you once did with the uh, other person. So, what do you do? What do you do? Well, you got to keep on prospecting. When things are good, that's 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 when you got that's that's when you got to really dig in and prospect. You know, find more customers. You know, you get the money to pay for it. You know, you got options open to you. You know, I, I was told this a long time ago. A guy I was in business with back uh, in my early twenties, and he was you know I was in my well early to mid twenties at the time, and. He was up in, a, you know, close to 50, in his 50s or whatever. And, he t you know, uh, I've always remembered this. He said, the time to advertise 
is when your business is strong. If you wait till you you have no business to try to advertise, it's too late. In other words, you know, take that with a grain of salt. You know, the time to really build the business is when you have a good business. Now, starting out, obviously, you have no business. You got to really start from ground level. You're in the trenches. You got to work. I mean, you got to. Yeah, you got to get bloody, man. You got to build the business, and there's no easy way to do it except do the work. But once you get that business built, you got to keep on building it, keep on growing it. You know, I've had people ask me, what do I do, you know, when I get too many customers? Well, that's not a problem. Get too many customers, hire somebody, somebody to help you. But neither here nor there. The thing is, brokers fail. Because a lot of times, I think they romanticize it. They romanticize working as a freight broker. They think about, hey, I'm going to be working out of my house, which, yeah, this is a home-based business most of the time, at least for agents. And, yeah, there are quite a few freight brokers, mom-and-pop freight brokers that have an office set up in their house. They work out of their home as well. But the agents, specifically, a lot of them, they get started in this. And they find out this is not easy. Holy smoke, it's not easy. And they get lazy. And it's not as romantic as they thought it was now. When it gets fun, I'll tell you right now, when you get past that startup period, oh, I remember it so well. And I kind of miss those days when, you know, you're, you got two phones going, you know, had faxes, emails going off, you're negotiating, you're willing and dealing. That was the best time I had as a broker. Best time I had. You know, when I was busy and I was willing and dealing, had a truck on one phone, shipper on the other, and putting deals together and moving freight. That was fun. That was fun. But you got to build it up to that. And I tell people this too. I remember. I remember being in the trenches. I remember getting my knuckles dirty, bloody and sweating and trying to get that business going, just trying to get those wheels turning when I was first starting out. And it seemed like I was just starting every day after day after day, not getting anywhere like that hamster in the wheel. And it was so discouraging. But what kept me going was I knew people were doing that this kind of work, being a freight broker, and they were successful. There were people out there making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year working as a freight broker. And I knew, hey, if they can do it, I know I can do it. I just had that kind of personality, that kind of attitude. Entrepreneur. That's what you got to be. You got to be an entrepreneur. Quick story. When I first started out in sales, I was, uh, some of you know this story, but I don't think I've ever told it on podcast or on the radio or anything. But anyway, starting out in sales, I answered a blind ad back, uh, what, 80, 81, 82, something like that. It was a blind ad, classified ad in the newspaper. Yeah, that's the way we used to find jobs back then. We'd uh, go out and buy a newspaper and look at the classified ads Help wanted. <laughs> My wife today, you know, when she was, uh, she had worked at a uh, at train for something like 17, 18, 19 years or something like that. And they closed the plant down here in Fort Smith here several years ago. She had to go find another job. 
and you know i'm still old school you know we'll go get a paper well we don't you don't do it that way anymore honey you just don't do it that way you go to indeed or whatever that website is <laughs> you know they got but anyway neither here nor there but i answered the blind ad and the blind ad said we'll pay you 100 bucks a week to learn our business and I had a phone number well, $100 a week in 1981, 82, whatever. No, it wasn't a lot of money back then, but it wasn't necessarily bad for learning the business because you wanted to call and find out, okay, what kind of money can I make after I learned the business? Well, I answered an ad for life and health insurance sales. That's what they were doing. They were recruiting insurance agents. And they were going to pay you a couple of hundred dollars or two weeks, a hundred dollars a week for two weeks to come into the office and study for the insurance exam, life and health insurance. Then after that two weeks, you went and passed the test. If you passed the test, they guaranteed you a job with their insurance company as an agent. Now keep in mind, as insurance agents, they are contracted just like freight broker agents. You get paid on commission only. All right, my first thought, yeah, I can do this. You know, a couple of weeks, you know, I can kill a couple of weeks, be looking for something else on the side. I'm not really interested in becoming a salesperson, insurance salesperson, but hey, I can I can do this for a couple of weeks for 100 bucks. And I started doing it. You know, I went in like I was supposed to, and I was picking up on it. It wasn't that difficult. I mean, you know, it's legal jargon and stuff like insurance stuff. But thing was, I, I saw people coming in and out that door every day. Agents, people that were working for that company, doing what I was studying to get a license for. They were coming in making two, $300 a day. They came in and turned in their sales for that day, and they come and got them a check that day for two, three, four, you know, whatever they earned. It was good money. And in my pea brain, I was going, holy smoke, if those knuckleheads can do it, I know I can do it. And I got serious about it. Went, passed the test, got my license. You know, get out of my way. I'm getting ready to go make me some big bucks. Went out that first week. I did not sell anything. discouraged but i still had it in my head if they can do it i know i can do it if those knuckleheads can do it i know i can do it went out the second week same thing same exact thing i bet i saw 50 people i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't sell a cup of water to somebody in the middle of the desert dying of thirst. <laughs> you know what I mean? Friday came, and I was pretty discouraged, but I still had it in my head. If those knuckleheads are making that kind of money and doing it, I know I can do it. Armed with just a library card, because I really didn't have any money to go buy anything, books or anything, maybe a quarter tank of gas in my car, I went to the library and I checked out several books on selling. How to sell. All weekend, I studied. I read. Now, I was feeling pretty good about it because I was saying things I was doing wrong. I was learning how to be a professional salesperson. 
And one thing I learned is sales is sales. You know, there's some of those sales books I had that were 50, 60, 70 years old. But selling is selling. Yeah, they may th- th- those books may have been written 60, 70, 80, 100 years ago, whatever. But the same rules apply. You know, people were people then, they're people now. You learn how to sell, you can sell anything to anybody. You just got to find your way. That next week I went out and I started selling. And I became a very successful salesperson. And over the years, it led to brokering. Now, that's my sell story. But if you've got that attitude, hey, if other people are doing it, I know I can do it. Nothing's going to stop you. You get out there and start making the money. Start doing it. Start doing it. You got to keep on doing it, though. You can't quit. You just can't quit. Love's plans to open 40 new truck stops this year. We don't know where. They just put out a press release saying, hey, we're going to open 40 new truck stops. One's going to be in Vian, Oklahoma. That's just down the road from me, about 40 miles. It's going to be in Vian, Oklahoma. Now, why am I making a big deal about Vian, Oklahoma? Because Vian, Oklahoma is the exit off Interstate 40, and any, anyone around these parts know, anyone around these parts know that the exit to Vian, Oklahoma is the one you take to go to Lake Tinkiller. That is the uh, party lake of these parts. That and Beaver Lake up north, up in uh, northwest Arkansas. But Tinkiller is pretty close. Matter of fact, I plan on taking doing some fishing up at uh, Tinkiller here a couple of months when the weather starts to warm up. But before it turns into, you know, party lake time. Anyway, the planned location is going to be on the south side of Vianne near Interstate 40. Expected to open up by the end of 2020. 8,000 square feet, 10 to 12 lanes for motor vehicle fueling, 30 car parking spaces, food service, Godfather's Pizza, and a Chester's Chicken. Hey, Godfather's. We used to have a Godfather's here in Fort Smith back when I was a kid growing up. They were pretty good. And obviously going to be a 24-hour day truck stop. Now, that's kind of scary. I feel for those, you know, there's a small business up there. Uh, you got McQuicks up there at Tinkeller at the T. If you're familiar with this area, you get up, you know, you you, you uh, exit Vianne, you go, what, north till you get to the T, and then you're at Tinkeller, and you go left or right to the marina or cove you want to go to. But the big uh, store up there has been uh, McQuicks right there at the T, and I bet this loves. Well, it might, it may not, but I bet it puts a dent in them in their uh, business, and that's too bad because the Tinkiller has been losing business a lot. Yeah, do a, do a YouTube search on Lake Tinkiller in Oklahoma, man. They've had a couple of tornadoes here in the last few years. The, you know, the marinas have been uh, hit hard. Flooding. I mean, terrible flooding. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, the Corps of Engineers over in Oklahoma, I don't know why they, fl- I guess they got to flood something. Because of the flooding last year, they flooded Lake Tinkiller. I mean, it was flooded pretty much all season. 
you know, I felt so bad for those businesses up there because, uh, you know, they lost money. The way that works on those lakes is that, uh, okay, it's core, it's core lake. And yeah, you, the core tells you, you, you gotta, you do a contract, with the core of engineers, at least the way it was when I was looking at putting a business up there, uh, years ago, uh, you get their approval to put the business on the lake and you pay them a percentage of your gross. And then they fled the lake. You know, they, I mean, there's water coming, you know, it's, but uh, it was just weird. I, I just don't get it. I thought, how could you be, be doing that to, I mean, that's just killing the businesses. You know, if people can't come to the lake because they're flooded, that's money that, you know, it's, it's only a limited time. A few months out of the year, some of those businesses can make money. And if you take them out of business for that period of time, well, you just got to feel for them. But I'll, I'll leave it to the Corps of Engineers. They know what they're doing, I hope. Van and reefer rates slide as we slide into winter. Not that much from uh, looking at the dates, January 13th, 19th. Van rates slipped a penny per mile. Dropping below December levels, they had a brief surge first half of January, but it's about normal this time of year. You know, that downward thing. The trend marks the start of winter slump that is likely going to last no later than mid-March or so. Reefer rates down, but they're going to be rebounding here before too long, soon, as soon as that spring weather starts to hit. Flatbed rates going up, and again, we talked about this the other day in another in the, 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 the radio show or another podcast. Maybe it's the Insider Only. But, uh, yeah, flatbed should be going up. I mean, it's, you know, you got to be thinking about what's going to be shipping in spring. And right now we got construction. You know, a lot of construction things are going to be uh, shipping. And a lot of construction material goes on a flatbed. So you can think about that. Fuel prices, let's see. Yeah, it looks like they went up uh, 0.3%. You're looking at average fuel price right now of 308 per gallon. Spot rates, fan down uh, 0.5%. Flatbeds down 0.2%. Reefer taking the big hit on spot rates down 1.7%. But like I say, that's going to be rebounding here, I'm sure, in the next few weeks. Matter of fact, February, I expect to see a turnaround. And we're not that far from February. Mid- Mid-America Trucking Show, we're going to... Finish you up talking about the Mid-America Trucking Show. We talk about the Mid-America Trucking Show, and we'll be doing that for another month anyway. It's coming up March 26th through 28th. going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, at the Kentucky Expo Center. Now, why? You may be saying, why are you talking about the Mid-America Trucking Show? Because if you register now, it won't cost you a penny. It's free. Registration is going to be free until February 24th. If you wait till February 26th and they decide you want to go, it's going to cost you 10 bucks. So even if you don't plan on going, get registered. At least you're registered, and if you find you can go, then go. You know what I mean? If you want to register, go to uh, truckingshow.com slash register, truckingshow.com forward slash register. Anything else? Okay, if you got any questions or anything, you can pose them. Send us to them. Send them to us. You, if you're if you're using YouTube to listen to this podcast, well, right below you can enter your questions in the uh, comments area. You can go to our website, 
Same thing. There'll be a form right below the uh, podcast. On the podcast page there for this uh, podcast, you can ask. If you want to email them to us, you can do that too. Uh, just email us at uh, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. If you haven't checked out the FBTV Insider, do so. New stuff on there just about every day. It's free to get uh, signed up. If you want the insider information, it's going to cost you a few pennies a month, a few pennies a day. Actually, what, $2.99, $2.99, $2.99 a month. Is that right, $2.99 a month? Yeah, $2.99 a month. If you want to register for a full year, it's $24.95. $24.95, let's see. That's not even a, well, that's a seven cents a day. Anyway, check it out. Maybe something you want to do. Uh, you know, matter of fact, we put uh, the uh, FBTV Insider check call. We post one every morning. Uh, this yesterday's, or well, January twenty first, got the FBT live broadcast. Going to be talking about prospecting one hundred and one. That happens at noon. Uh, the uh, archive, uh, well, the FBT live broadcast is going to be available to insiders at two o'clock. As an archive, though I have access to that, then uh, then on the 21st, which, okay, if you're listening to this on the 22nd, the 21st is yesterday, the insiders are going to be hearing this podcast early. They get access to all the morning coffees. If you're not familiar with that morning coffee yet, do a search on your uh, favorite podcast app for FBTV Morning Coffee. You know, we're at the truck stop. We're sitting there for a couple of minutes talking about a topic, you know, whatever it might be. Having a cup of coffee. Join us. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's podcast. At least for the uh, public podcast. We do a podcast for the insiders only. Just one of the benefits. Membership has its privileges. Check it out. FBTV Insider. FreightBrokerTV.com. Uh, don't forget Taltoa.com. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, your first stop needs to be Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. In-depth training. Well, actually, in-depth, no travel, hands-on training, guaranteed placement, mentorship program, and consulting for one affordable price. Check it out, Taltoa.com. All right. Okay, go have a good Wednesday. It's Wednesday, middle of the week, hump day. Go have a good Wednesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. And if you have, well, you can always change them. See ya.